Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlow and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. We have a very special guest today, 2019 Maine Women's Amateur Champion, Jordan LaPlume. She's also going into her junior season at Merrimack College. Jordan, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Doing well, doing well. So you've been playing a little bit? Oh yeah. Now that the governor let golf be essential, I've been out there pretty much every day. Now, are you a member at Dunegrass? Is that where you're playing? Yes, at Dunegrass. How'd the course come out of the winter? Actually, pretty decent. The greens are rolling pretty good, and the fairways are pretty flush. So, yeah, the course is actually in great shape right now. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the the tracks around me and the ones I've played and spoken with some of the professionals and stuff, the the courses came out really well, so it's good to see. Um, So... Tell me about, you know, how this season wrapped up at Merrimack. I know it was kind of a, a tough ending. Um, did you have any seniors on your team, and what was that like? We luckily had no seniors on our team, so it wasn't very sad for any of us. just ended very unexpectedly because we had four tournaments for the spring, and we got to play in two. So we went down to Kiwa in March, beginning of March and then the end of March we were in Florida and that was our last tournament of the season just because of COVID and everything and I think like the the last day of our trip was when everything started to get really serious so I mean we were there in perfect timing when we got home I think the next day there was an Orlando police security guy that tested positive for COVID so right after that we went home and then that was it unfortunately. And what division are you guys? We're now D1 as of this year for all sports. Awesome. That's really cool. So that's why now were you guys traveling like as a spring trip or was were those actually like tournaments you were playing in down there? Um, The Florida was a spring break trip but we played in a tournament down there and then the tournament was also at Kiwa. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah we we had plans on uh, bringing the men's team down to Jacksonville and that you know that all got shut down pretty quickly yeah so it's it's unfortunate but you know hopefully uh hopefully things come back to normal here for the fall sounds like Mm -hmm. you guys have a up-and-coming team then huh yeah absolutely yeah we're very young we only have one senior next year as it is so a lot of potential awesome so tell me a little bit about you know growing up and how you got into the game Uh, My dad was the biggest influence for me getting into golf, actually. Um, He's a huge golfer himself. He's a total follower of Mike Bender and reads all the magazines and gives me all the tips. And I really started swinging when I was about two years old down in my basement. My dad got me and my brother into swinging. And 
I didn't really start taking it seriously till I was about 13 years old, like just leading into high school. And yeah, like I, I've never had a teacher or any sort of a formal lesson. My dad has taught me everything I know, which is pretty special, I think, because not many people can say that. So I'm pretty lucky to have him as my coach, you know. That's so cool. And like he, he, he said my swing, like the back of his hand, he'll look at me, hit five balls on the range and know exactly what I'm doing wrong. It's, it's the craziest thing. Now, is he a pretty good player himself? Yeah. He doesn't give himself enough credit. <laughs> He's probably like a, a six or seven handicap. He's a really good player. So when was the first time you beat him? <laughs> I was probably 15 or 16. It took me a couple of years, but now he, he does not care at all. He is encouraging me to beat him at this point. <laughs> nice. Well, it sounds like you guys have a great relationship, uh, you know, on the golf course there. And it's funny, he's a, a Mike Bender follower. I know, uh, as you probably well know, we had Mike Bender on, you know, it's probably over a month ago now, but what a great yeah. guy he is and an incredible mm -hmm. instructor. Yeah, we've been, we've both followed him on Instagram and like we both watched the videos together and he'll explain it to me. So I've actually been including a lot of those components in my swing and my ball striking has been honestly phenomenal this spring. So That's excited great. to see what the future will bring with that. Yeah, isn't it so great that like you have these instructors and coaches out there and even some of the players now with social media and like I saw Justin Thomas put out like this little like up against the wall sort of stretching staying in flexion and all this stuff it's like it's so cool like all the stuff they're sharing you know mm -hmm. I know it's awesome seeing it from their perspective exactly so then you you know you start getting into I guess competition when did uh, that kick off with like main, main state junior golf or yeah actually um it did sign up for all the MSGAs. I think I started playing in them when I was about 14. Like I remember playing in the Gorham Open when I was, yeah, I think 13 or 14. And ever since then, I mean, I got a good group of girls in the MSGA and we'd sign up together and we'd have a blast. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like uh, you know, you, there's been some good competition throughout the years too with, with Bailey and, um, and the Haylocks. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you got some young up and coming, uh, female golfers. It's good to see. Definitely. I know. Cause there's not enough main golfers, especially juniors. <laughs> so it's so nice to see some little girls get into the program and everything. Did you ever do like drive chip and putt as well? because I wasn't very serious about it when I was that age yeah my dad regrets that the only thing he's like I wish I got you more into it when you were you know eight nine ten years old oh my gosh that's just one of those opportunities that I wish I had uh, you know they didn't start it until what four four or five years ago maybe so yeah, past my past my prime but <laughs> uh man if I had the opportunity to go to Augusta National I definitely would have I know right <laughs> yeah so then uh high school golf talk to us a little bit about your success there and it sounded oh. like you had a few close runs at the states oh gosh yeah we should have had more than one championship for sure 
but we won it my sophomore year, which was 2015. That was an unbelievable team. And I'll never forget that day because I remember everybody was just waiting for me and they're like, did you break 80? If you broke 80, like we won. And I'm like, oh my God, I did break 80. And everyone was just celebrating. And oh, that was definitely the highlight of my high school year. And then even individually, I was runner up my junior and senior year, which was a huge accomplishment because that was always a fun tournament and really good competition with all the girl golfers there too. So. And just for our listeners, this was at Thornton, correct? Yes. Thornton Academy. Academy. Okay. Yeah. Prolific uh, high school golf team there. You know, I talked with Emily Bouchard and, you know, she had some success there as well. Oh yeah. Have you ever played golf with Emily? Yes, I have. Not for a very long time, though. Yeah, I hear she's uh, maybe paying a visit to the state here this week, so we'll have to see if she uh, gets up on the tee box. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So why Merrimack, and how did you end up there? I didn't want to go that far from home, but I wanted to go far enough. It felt like I was away somewhere, so I looked into schools in the New England area, And for some reason, that school kind of just stuck out to me, and I visited it two times, once in the summer and once in the winter to see the feel of the campus. And I loved the coach, and I met a couple girls on the team, and it was just, you know, that feeling you hear from people. I just felt that it was the right school for me. I definitely had that when I was on campus. Yeah, that's, you know, that's something that, you know, at Bates, I tried to kind of instill in my first season is, you know, how important those visits are for, for students, you know, whether they like it or not, you know, and uh, definitely feeling comfortable and um, sounds like you found a good spot there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't regret my decision whatsoever. I absolutely love it at Merrimack. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, we got to get into it. We got to talk about, you know, your big win last year, the main amateur. <laughs> uh talk, let's first go back to 2018 you know finishing runner-up uh I believe it was at Rockland correct yes and you know Bailey wins that one tell me about that experience and, and maybe what that did for you I honestly took that experience at Rockland away as more of a learning experience because I'd never been really in contention before So I was just more nervous about the whole situation than really focusing on myself and golf itself. And I just kind of mentally just lost it there. And so I think that whole experience was definitely worth it because I carried that over into this year. And I just tried to focus on like the course and my game and golf itself and not worry about anybody else. And I've taken that with me even in, college competition yeah I think we've had a few guests on they've mentioned kind of the same thing is like kind of staying in their own game right and you know it's so easy to look at your competition and be like all right what are they doing what's you know like we had someone uh one of our past guests I brought up uh I think it was who's the guy I was talking to Anyways, he was playing with Tiger Woods. This is on the PGA Tour. And, like, first time he played with him, it was Gary Woodland. First time he played with him, like, how nervous he was, you know. Mm -hmm. 
and how he watched every single shot that Tiger hit. And lo and behold, he played like crap his first nine holes out with Tiger. But, you know, he righted the ship, right? So um, so it sounds like you kind of learned from that, huh? Yeah, it's a tough skill to honestly get a hold of mentally. And once you have that, I think it totally will change your outlook on the game itself. Now, going into Rockland, did you feel like your game was in a good place? Did you feel comfortable on that course? I did, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm from Old Orchard Beach, so I've never been up north, so I only played it in a practice round. Okay. So I wasn't very familiar with the course, but I, I honestly, I liked the course. I liked the layout. It was just, I mean, it's just so far. I would never say, oh, I'm going to go to Rockland. It's like over two hours from my house. But yeah, it was a good track. I liked that. I liked it there. So you take that experience and the next year you come back and a rain shortened event, two days, kind of interesting there down at Webb Hannett. Very. Um, so first round, it looked like you were, what, one shot off the lead? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you go into that second round, probably feel pretty good about where you're at. Maybe sort of a, you know, kind of hiding in the weeds or a comeback sort of thing. Or what, mm-hmm. what were you thinking? I was just, I mean, the same thing, just trying to play my game and yeah. just honestly hope for a good day. And I mean, the first hole, I remember it like it was yesterday. I bogeyed the first hole and I was like, oh no, like th- this is not happening right now. And I was like, all right, if you want to actually do this, like you've got to bear down and grind and focus. And I birdied the second hole and I was like, all right, like I'm getting on a roll. And I just tried to stay like even keel and just make pars, just try and hit the fairway, hit the green, two putt, move on, just make it as easy as I could. Well, I mean, you made it look pretty easy with a three under 69. <laughs> no second. felt that way every time. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the final four, four holes, my ending stretch, I mean, it was like I could have closed my eyes, you know, the, the hole felt like a basketball hoop. It was just that kind of day. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice when you get in in that sort of zone and you're just, you just get up and you have a a feeling like you can do anything. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I felt like on that back nine. It was just so easy. And sometimes, I mean, I can't even hit a a green in regulation and then I couldn't miss, you know, it was just that, that kind of day. Was that your lowest score in competition? Oh, lowest score, like, ever. Yeah, really? Ever, yeah, not even with every, practice. I've never even – I've only gone under par a couple of times and maybe 71, like, one under. I just – I was absolutely just shocked that I shot a 69. That's awesome with everything on the line like that to just – I know. No better time to do it. <laughs> but in a way, like – you know, you'd been playing well, but you probably weren't really ex- expecting that, right? So your expectations were kind of low. Did you even, like, think of, like, you know, maybe a number going into that day, like what you might want to shoot or maybe have a goal in mind? My goal was definitely under, I mean, around even, like under 75, couple over. Yeah. And it was a couple under. I mean, that was way out of my, my thought that would even happen. 
Yeah, because I mean, and then you end up winning by what was it, eight shots? So, that's a, yeah, I mean, for two days, that's that's a large number. Absolutely. <laughs> Let alone four days. Yeah, right. I was so. just that magical day, you know. Yeah. Never forget it. That's a pretty cool place to win too, Webb Hanna. You know, I caddied there last year, and it's a it's a fun track, and it was in good shape for sure. Yeah, it was beautiful. The greens were really fast and trickier than I remembered in the past, too. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I was just reading this Portland Press Herald article on your your round, and you were saying that the second hole was kind of a a turning point. Yeah, absolutely. Because so I that... birdied after I bogeyed the first, so it was just a mental switch. Like, okay, I I can actually do this. It was just a huge confidence booster going into the rest of the round. Yeah, the first hole is a little tricky because you, you almost need to lay back, right? Because it kind of pinches in there with that bunker. I'm trying to remember this OB down the left side too, right? Yeah, you got the hazard on the left and then the OB. You're right. Yeah, and then and that so green. I blocked my tee shot into uh, okay. the trees and then had to punch out, take my medicine and just punch out and – Hit it on and two putted for bogey. Well, that's good. At least that kind of you stayed patient. You got into the round, didn't make a a double or worse. It's easy on that first hole. It kind of and even that green. I I think I recall it being pretty severely back to front, right to left there. Yes, I didn't have an easy putt either. I remember that too. I was <laughs> bogey. <laughs> and then you know the second hole you know, dog leg left, that green's pretty tricky back to front as well. So you, you make about, what, a 30-footer from the fringe? Yes, that's exactly what happened. It was just yeah. lucky, you know, I just hit the right line and the right speed, and I was in a good place off my approach. So mentally through the round, I know you said that you were kind of, I guess, in the zone or what have you is there, is there one word that maybe you could put as to um was it patience maybe or or what was it that was uh that, that helped you find that zone in that round i would say patience is a good word actually because i i wasn't in the lead going into the last day and i felt if i put the gas on too early i could have either fallen apart or, I mean, the wheels could have totally fallen off if I was too quick or too slow. And maybe just being super steady and, like, level-headed and, yeah, just very patient on waiting for the spark to come. Yep. And it did, fortunately, for me. Yeah, I always find it interesting with those rounds. Like, you know, what, what separates them? What's different about them? And... I think I remember Phil Mickelson once saying that like some of his best rounds start with a bogey because it, in a way it just takes you, it, you have to step back and you just like, eh, okay. Right. So if you make a birdie or let's say an Eagle on the first hole, I, I found like, I remember playing in a, it was a junior event. This is a while ago. And I Eagle the first hole. I tell you what, I was like shaking on the second hole. I'm already thinking, all right, 65. Oh yeah. Of course record today. <laughs> I think it's so easy to get a little bit ahead of yourself. Whereas like a bogey can actually kind of help calm you down and, and uh, you know, 
focus on the shot at hand. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I found what you say very agreeable. Even, like if I birdie the first hole, I'm like, <laughs> it's almost like you, you have to force it to be a good round because you started off good. But with a bogey, it's like, all right, well, you're going to make some mistakes. So you can either grind it out and now turn on the gas a little bit, or you can just get super down on yourself. Absolutely. And, it, you know, I think it goes back to how you played the first hole where you, you block your shot right. And, you know, you played the, the smart conservative play. You make your bogey, you move on, and you were patient. And then the next hole, you make birdie. So I think it's just sort of being patient and opportunistic. And, you know, that's, that's how you sort of, I suppose, get into the zone. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So what uh what do you got plans for this summer? I know tournament golf is interesting to say the least, with not being able to really travel outside of the state. But what are some of the tournaments that you have on your schedule? I'm playing in the New England Women's Amateur. It's at North Conway Country Club this year. It is the end of this month. Okay. So that really kind of kicks off pretty good competition play for the summer, and then just a couple MSGAs here and there. Um, and then the women's amateur, hopefully in July. And for our listeners, where's the women's amateur this year? Augusta. Augusta, okay. I've heard it came out of the winter in good shape, uh, so that's good to hear. I, I know the greens were, for the last few years, been a little tricky with how it came out, but um, you know, that's a, a, a great old-school course, so I think that sets up well for a women's amateur for sure. I'm excited to get up there. Have you played it yet? I have not, no. We need to get you out playing these golf courses. I know. I just don't go up north that often. <laughs> I've never uh, even played, like, Sugarloaf, Sunday River. No, it, really? It's Belgrade, yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Yeah, we want to get up there this summer, for sure. Zach's not even on this call, and he's shaking his head. <laughs> Tell uh, him that's to funny. me, then I'll come up. <laughs> All right, well, Jordan, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but we do have the wicked fire round. So just a few questions to kind of wrap this thing up. How about the your favorite course in Maine that you have played so far? <laughs> I'd say Belgrade. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. We just I just played that one actually yesterday, and it was in a, in great shape. And Kyle Evans and staff up there do an excellent job. It's such an experience, isn't it? Absolutely. It's always in good shape and the views are just spectacular. All right. How about your favorite hole at Dunegrass? Hmm. That is a great question. <laughs> um, I like hole 12 actually a lot, par five, because it was the very first hole that I eagled actually. First hole you eagle, nice. Yeah, that is a good hole. I'm trying. So there's OB down the left side, right? Yep. This is and twelve. Right now too. Yeah. So if you can get a good tee shot out there, it's pretty long though, isn't it? It's probably four fifty, but to the green, like the last hundred yards, it's yeah. straight down. If you get a good kick off of that hill, it'll roll right up to the green. What what club did you hit in? Oh, five wood. <laughs> he stuffed it. 
No, actually, it it took that big roll, and I had about like a ten footer, and I drained it. And I was with my dad, and we both were yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then real quickly, I wanted to hear about. So you have a twin brother that caddied for you last year. I read. Yes. So tell me about that that relationship on the golf course. Well, at back to Thornton Academy, um, we were the one and two man our junior and senior year. I was the one man, by the way. He <laughs> <laughs> was okay with it. Oh yeah. But it was like half the time we'd have a better match than our component. I mean, some of the schools just didn't have as good of a program as we did, and we'd have a closer match sometimes. And he likes baseball more than golf, but he played a lot of golf this spring so far. So we got out to play a lot and just something about when he's on the bag, it's just, <laughs> it's a different feeling than my dad. Like I'm not knocking him or anything, but when Jake's on the bag, it's, I just feel so calm and he doesn't get me too amped up or too negative. He's like, you know what to do? Like, just do what you know how to do. And, I, just having him on the bag at the amateur was like the best thing I could have asked for. Cause I honestly don't think I would have played the way that I did if he wasn't on the bag with me. So is that like a, a twin thing where you guys are just in sync walking down the fairway or? I think it's a twin thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's great. Well, Jordan, uh, we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your thoughts and stuff on, you know, that round you had, that's, that's awesome. You know, Thank you so much for having me. So where, where can our listeners find you if you're on like social media? I'm on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, my, my username's just my name, Jordan LaPlume. So. Great. Well, we wish you the best of luck this season. Thank you we so hope, much. We hope Merrimack is, uh, you know, you guys have a full fall schedule as we do here at Bates and all the schools around here. It's uh, going to be complicated, but hopefully we can get it done and get out there playing. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, best of luck this season and, and be well, okay? Thank you. You too. And this has been another episode of Maine Golf Talk. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Maine Golf Talk. If you are on iTunes, we appreciate any reviews and ratings you can offer. Mm -hmm.